A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Three, two, one, boom. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome back to the most positive podcast on the internet right now, the Coach HP Show. I like the most this positive Podcast. Incredibly tan, good-looking guy <laughs> is, I think, the the future of what any political figure, any candidate looking to bring, man, and inspire the youth is a dude like this because he's one of the few guys that has the position that he has, but he speaks like one of us, man, like a, like the people. He uses words like, bro, like, what's up, man? Like the way, And that, I think, dale. is huge. Dale. Right, Francis? Because what happens is, there's such a disconnect between yeah. us, the citizens, and mayor, yeah. this person, that person, man. What have you seen yourself, man, that you've been able to stay original since all this? Well, first of all, thank you, Coach. I mean, this is a, you know, you started with something really important in your opening remarks, positivity. So for me, uh, being my dad's son, my dad is, I would call him the, I call him the eternal optimist, right? A guy who's always positive, always talks about, the future and the present in positive terms. We'll only talk about anything negative happened in, in past tense, like, oh, that happened a while ago, but oh, today's great, tomorrow's great. I think being the first mayor of Miami born in Miami in the 125 year history is a big part of what you're talking about. I think that's number one. Number two, growing up playing basketball and playing sports in Miami parks since I was a kid. I used to go with my dad to Shenandoah and we used to play ball there. Uh, I played ball in Varick and Coconut Grove before they used to have fences. Right. I mean, I played ball in Jose Marti underneath the uh, overpass. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see you yeah, smiling, yeah, which means yeah, you no, played there. I understand. Right, right, right. But, yeah. but my dad was probably different than yours because my dad was a kind of guy. Baseball player? I'm a baseball player. but so my, I was a basketball guy. Okay, but my dad was a basketball player in Cuba. Okay. So my dad was a kind of well, guy. My dad was 12 when he was in Cuba, so he was a little too, a bit, a bit too young. A little too young. Yeah. But... It's, it's very ironic when you bring up your dad. So my dad and your dad have the same, we have the same age difference. Yeah. He's like 29 years. So we're like, you're 44 and 43, so we're kind of yeah. there, right? My dad, 30 years being him apart. Your dad, 30 years apart, right? Yeah. Your dad, and I love that when we sat here, yeah, yeah. your dad's like the guy, bro. Like, yeah, like guy. I feel that you're proud of your dad, right? Oh, man, big time. I'm reverse with mine. My dad wanted everything, prepared me for everything in life except to deal with me. So I didn't, I didn't understand how to deal with him. Right. He abused me through oh, sports. Man, unfortunate, right? Yeah. A typical dad from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Right? Came in from Cuba yeah. and that thing, right? But so when we'd be on a basketball court, my dad would be like, I don't know, so I'm always here yeah. it's lining up against the big guy, and yeah. everything was not fun at all, yeah, yeah. man. To bring that to your situation. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a story about me and my dad. So my dad, on that issue, because I think it's a really good topic, right? Which is how do you, as a dad, deal with your son and sports, right? Like, my dad was um, very positive with me in terms of, like, sports. Like, for example, if I had a game and I did, you know, I was a point guard, so let's say I had five turnovers, but I had one amazing pass behind the back, no look, whatever, he would focus on the amazing pass. So in that sense, he was very positive. Uh, but I did feel pressure 
Don't, don't get me wrong. And, 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 I, and I say this with love for him because I adore my dad and my dad and I have a good relationship. But there was pressure there. There was definitely, I, I repeated ninth grade because my dad thought I was going to be John Stockton, you know, and he was really insistent, you know. The I, Cuban John Stockton. The, the, the Cuban, the Cuban. Like, like Juan and Tokyo, right? <laughs> so, so he, so, so I was a good student. I was at a school and he wanted me to repeat ninth grade. And, 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 and really the school's like, you know, we don't do that. You know, we don't right. let kids repeat for non you know, academic reasons, right? And so uh, there was pressure there. I wanted to keep, you know, I wanted to please him. You know, you always want, as a kid, you always want to please course, your dad. Of course, Right? And I, so I repeated ninth, um, went to another school because the school wouldn't let me do it. And it didn't really work out that well for me at the time. It turned out later on great because I ended up playing basketball four years in high school. I was all counting my junior year, my senior year. Let me ask you a question. But when, it was tough. When not going to lie. When he does that, does he goes, Francis, Benaga, I want to talk to you, man. Does he present it out to you? Or is he yeah. literally, listen, you're doing this, this, and that, and no, that's it. No, it wasn't that you're doing this and that, and that's it. It was it was more. Did he that, sell you the dream? He sold me the dream. See? He sold me the dream. That's why and, I love that. And, 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 you know, so like I said, there was com like compliance on my part, right? But, but and you know, one of the things that I look out for now, I'm an eight-year-old, you know, and you're, we're talking off the air about, you know, you helping a lot of kids that are, you know, closely related to me and stuff. Um, play baseball in particular, you know, I always wonder and worry, right? Like, what is the right type of, like, pushing your kid to... I'm going to tell you. To, tell, you. tell me, tell, tell me, because okay. that, that's, that's, the, that's the, for me, that's, I'm so, still learning. So, so let your son. No one's interviewed more successful sports figures than I have. We're talking about, like, in baseball, hands I down. Love it. I love huge, it. Huge, huge. There isn't one person, Francis, that tells me, you know what, coach? When I was uh, nine years old, my dad just forced me so much to play baseball that I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just to prove him wrong. Right. It's the reverse. Right. What you have to do is you kind of have to put stuff, options out there. Yeah. Understanding that video games is always more powerful for a million reasons. Oh, uh, yeah. My son right now is training to the video games. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you why. Yeah. We, let's say we play Madden. Right. Everybody's playing Madden, right? right? So me and you play Madden. We're at home. We're chilling. We're on a beautiful Wi-Fi TV, ah. HD, drink of choice, Coke, water, whatever, and we're here playing. If I mess up and you're my dad, you're not going to go, go on, Hector, come on, man. Stop dropping the ball. So, ah. Everything is happy. Right, we just play again. We're just playing again. Ah. But now you take that same kid. In a game. You put him in a game in a Miami Sun where it's super hot. Yeah. And in front of people where there's pressure and he's standing there and he's bored, the problem is we don't teach parents empathy. We were talking about this earlier with kids. There's no empathy for you. Yeah. Everybody sees you, a good-looking dude, great set of hair, tremendo tan, tipo tacabando, but there's no... You have no you're human like, all of a sudden you have no feelings no, anymore. By the way, on top of that, just to sort of give you a little bit more color, I was the mayor's son. So you and the mayor's another son, piece and, of pressure. And a guy who's like a legend. By, so the way, like, by the way, my dad, and again, I'll say this because I don't want to seem like I'm being critical because I'm not. My dad went to every single one of my basketball games. My dad would drive to, you know, and, you know, and I, I, went, I played at La Salle. Right. So, you know, uh, you know, you had those, those keys games, the games in the keys. My dad would drive to the games in the keys. Uh, my dad once uh, did not meet with a presidential candidate to go to one of my basketball yeah, games. Man, you got to get credit for right. that, right? 100%. A and what I tell and by the way, I, that's a huge lesson for me of being present. That's a big deal. And that big, leads big to deal. my next question. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because as you became the guy for things you couldn't control, you sure. took advantage of a moment, which is amazing. 100%. Your social media presence, right, was just blew up. We're talking about, and 
people don't really notice. And I was following you for a while where you literally do an IG live, finish here in the office, go on Clubhouse at nighttime when Clubhouse was still popular. Wow, wow. And, I still remember that. And be like there, right? Yeah. So the one thing there's a not, saying they no. see the glory but they don't know the real story no, they don't they don't they don't, they don't. especially <laughs> but, especially but i this. appreciate the fact but that you know that this, right? i'm watching yeah. this and i'm calculating everything yeah. with your son now right what have you learned now after all this a lot of lessons and a what lot. are you okay but i'm putting this into play yeah. what did you so for the first thing i will tell you is that I pray a lot about this, because prayer for me is very central to my life in terms of how I center myself and how I order myself, my life, right? And one of the things I've been praying, particularly recently, is, you know, you want to be present. One of the hardest things in today's society with the phones and the devices and all that is being present, right? You're there physically, but are you present, right? Are you present? Are you really focused on him? Are you talking to him? Are you dialoguing with him? Do you understand him? Does he understand you? It's so easy to think that it's just about love, right? And I love my son and, you know, I would do anything for him and giving him hugs and kisses and that's the love part. But I think to build a relationship is different, right? It's, it's about being present. It's about disconnecting yourself from your life a bit and entering into his world, which is a different world. And by the way, for a 44-year-old, may not be the most interesting world in the world, what, what an 8-year-old is doing, right? Like, they're, whatever they're doing. And I think... Uh, what's, I, uh, what's interesting for me is, is my dad is one of my best friends. And, you know, there are times I'm sure where he's talking to me and he may not be 100% interested in what I'm doing or saying. And there are times when it's the reverse, right? Like where every relationship takes work, even a spouse, right? Like you're always working at a relationship. So I think the father-son relationship is really important uh, for young men growing up. Um, I think, you know, I, I remember thinking about my dad probably until I was like 15 or 16 years old, he was the best basketball player ever, like on the planet, nice. right? And then you realize there was this guy called Michael Jordan. Right, right, was pretty right, good, right. you know? Right. And 6'6", six, six, and my dad's six feet. <laughs> uh, and, and you sort of like, you grow out of that, right? Like your dad's not the best basketball player ever, you know, you're, you can actually, then you become, then you can beat him. Yeah, you can beat him. Right, right? Yeah. and then it's like, okay. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, it's just, a, it, it, you know, I, I'm very blessed because again, he always gave, I, I never looking back feel, that he put his career, his, um, you know, his own ambition ahead of me and ahead of our relationship. I love it. I love and it. And that's, uh, that's big for me. I want to talk to it social. emotional. It's emotional. It, it's emotional yeah. because you don't, in the day-to-day -day stuff, you don't think about it. Because no, it's, as you it get older, older coach, yeah, yeah. as you get older, you start seeing the same tug. Yeah. And you think to yourself, man, now when he had that tug, he made the right choice. Because of the way you turned out, right? Right, right. And then you try to figure out no, how. And, and because. And, and the bar. Because of, yeah, because and I, you put the bar now right. at a certain place. And I know it's hard now. I know how much harder it is. So since you pray and I'm like, I'm like my job is this. This is all I do with, with, with kids all over the country, right? And I have celebrity people that reach out to me. I have, I have a famous athletes. I have people in political positions. And I tell them this, right? Only two things you can control in life, Francis, effort and attitude. No matter what happens effort and attitude, right? You're in a position right now where people now really look up to you, right? Which is awesome. You're also in a position that sucks that people hate on you, right? And a lot of criticism. When you do a post and I look, your last post is, oh, the, I think it was like the, the real estate interest or something, the tax less as possible. And somebody, somebody will come up and say, oh, what about the homeless? What that? How do you deal with that adversity? Uh, again, I go back to prayer. You know what I mean? I think you've got to pray first for two things. One is that my will is united with God's will because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about him. That's A. 
And the second part, you know, you, you know, people I think erroneously think they might see a particular image of me, and they don't realize that confidence, it's a struggle. It's a struggle in every, in sports it's a struggle. I always wanted to be the guy that had the ball in my hands at the last few seconds, whether it's to, to dish or whether it's to shoot or it's to control the flow of, of how the game was gonna end, right? Like kind of like having confidence that I could make the right decision right. to get the, be the best outcome. It, it, that's a lifelong struggle. You know, again, you see everybody, you know, hey, well, whatever, the, how you look, and you think, oh, yeah, this guy's got it all. He's, he's, no, man, it, life is a struggle. It's, it's a constant battle. And you have to um, be in a place, a focus, a central place, where you are confident that what you're doing is the very best for the city that you represent. And, and you know, and it's tough because there are people that don't agree with you. They don't agree with your philosophy. They, they grew up differently. Um, they think that you should be doing other things or focusing on other things, and they have every right to feel that way. It's a free country. It's the beauty of this country. But um, I've been doing this now for 12 years. Uh, people often forget. You know, I do have some kindness. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You don't, you and, don't see them. You yeah, got to get more close yeah, to yeah. see them. But 12 years, and I've dedicated my life to making this the best city on the planet, and that's my goal, right? My goal, and it's based um, in part based also on what I grew up. I grew up you know, uh, in, in a Miami where a lot of the talented kids left Miami. They went to, to schools like Harvard and Stanford and MIT and, and they left and many of them didn't come back. And I always thought to myself, man, why are they not coming back? And they're not coming back because those jobs that they're looking for are, weren't here, right? So we're trying to create that ecosystem where those jobs are here, where those uh, kids of our community can change the world from here instead of from those other places. And, and I believe in that. I believe in that. I also believe that, you know, education, like we've talked about here today, is a real, is a great democratizing force. And we know that not everybody starts at the same starting line. It's like, a, I always tell people this, I could beat Usain Bolt in a 100 meter dash if I start at the 80 meter right, line right, right. and he starts at the yeah, zero, yeah, course, right? Like yeah. it's just, it doesn't matter how fast he is, right? Right, so, so we've got to figure out, we know people are getting born in different starting lines. What do we do as a society to create fairness? Now, I don't believe that government is the solver of all problems, and I don't believe in socialism, you know, that, oh, you just keep growing government. Right, right. And a lot of people do, unfortunately, and I think that, that just doesn't work. Right. I think you've got to educate uh, kids, you've got to uh, be innovative and, and try to create innovative ways to be, um, to create premium education uh, so that they have an opportunity to, you know, to thrive in, in a city like ours. Uh, and then create an ecosystem where if they do their job, if they work hard, if they get educated, they're going to have a high-paying job at the end, right? That, so that's that's kind of what I focused on. Obviously, I've always focused on also transportation and affordable housing, which are right. big issues in our in our community. Um, but you know, it's it's it's. Listen, it is a lot of fun to come to work. I love oh, working here. I mean, you, you you see this. I grew up, you know, here. Uh, when my dad was mayor, I was eight years old when he left the mayor until I was sixteen. You, so this was wow. my that formative tough yeah, time yeah, and, and, and and imagine going through you know when you talk about the kids that you've helped you know going through the struggles of sports you layer on top of that being the mayor's son it was complicated yeah. to put him out luckily there was a social media back then because if yeah. not wow man no comments <laughs> there's i've never felt other than talking to you right now like any involved politically or nothing yeah. like that right what do you wish we did more of like you right now be like, man i wish the people did yeah. this what is it so I think my dad's generation that was exiled from Cuba were very politically active. And in fact, you see people from my dad's generation still in office today, right? They were running in the 1980s, right? And they're still in office today. And this is 30 years later. I think our generation that is the product of those, the kids of those people, 
we wanted to make money. <laughs> you right, know, we, right, right. We, we lived in Miami. We were like, hey, man, this is good. This is America. Don't complicate this. Let's no, no. We're, and, and so they focus a lot on building businesses, which is great. You know, we've created a lot of wealth uh, uh, for ourselves and for our families. But I really wish that more people in my generation and in those that follow get involved in public service because it's big business. You know, our government is a billion two, right? We have, you know, it's a billion dollars of expenditures on an annual basis. We have 4,500 employees and four labor unions. So when you say get involved, yes. what does that mean? Like, what does I that Get mean? involved in all, always. Give me an example. I like, mean, get involved like look, what? first of all, running for office. We need young, idealistic. Uh, okay, that's a good. Okay, let's start there. That's the one. If you're going to run for office, what do you need to run for okay, office? Okay, so what I would suggest, A, is that you do at least an internship with someone who's already in office, right? So you get a sense for what it is. You know, what happens is everybody wants to be a lawyer because they watch these TV dramas, exactly. right? Don't watch the TV drama. Get involved, right? Do that. Then uh, understand the dynamics of how to get elected, right? Because what happens is people say, oh, I'm just going to run. And no, it's, it's, it's a process. You got to go door to door. You got to, you know, you got to fundraise. Or you got to get your message out there. You got to understand the way City Hall works or, or whatever, whatever government. So it's a process. Educate yourself on the process before doing it. Don't just do it you know, willy-nilly. And then, you know, I would say, uh, and then I would say if, if you can't do that for whatever reason, like, or you're not that interested in that, get involved in another way, you know, um, you know, volunteer, um, come to commission meetings, you know what I mean? Get involved in your community. Because what happens is people complain about government all the time. And of course, I, they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, easy to complain. It, and, and usually, and by the way, sometimes they'll complain when the issue comes to their doorstep. Right. Right, like, oi, algo está pasando... As long and as the problem is now you're coming here. Yeah. Now, now it's, oh yeah, it's classic. And, 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 and what happens is people often w won't realize that their issue, their one issue, it's important. It's very important to them, but it's one issue of a lot of issues of an ecosystem of that issues. leads to that issue. Right. So as a policymaker or a leader like me, I've got to weigh their issue in comparison to all the other issues, other issues. And, and and see how what kind of disruption. So that's where sometimes you know somebody might not be happy with the decision I make because they'll say, "Oh my God, look, I didn't agree with him on this issue." That's fine, but maybe you're not seeing the ten other issues that came before, or the ten other yeah, issues that come yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that I've got a, that that issue is in the context of. Yes, 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 yes. Whose idea? Last two questions. Whose idea was to do the DM me if you're interested in coming to Miami? Yeah. That whole, whose idea was that? <laughs> so that, that's the most gangster move a mayor's ever done ever. So hey, give me a little. That's so that, that was crushed. that was actually a conversation that we had. And I've already talked about this publicly, but with with, with a, 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 a technologist that was here, a guy named Shervin Pishavar, and a, and and a marketing team that he had hired, and we we're just talking, we we're like spitballing ideas, like, and they came up with this. We all came up with this idea, um, and we said like, let's go for it. You know what I mean? This is like a guerrilla marketing. And I'll tell you a funny story after the fact. Um, one day, uh, Christina Aguilera's boyfriend. Uh, who runs uh, a company called Masterclass? I don't know if you ever heard of Masterclass, but it's a, basically it's it's basically leaders who teach people certain things, right? Okay. Uh, and they're, they're taking a masterclass. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he reaches out. And he's like, I gotta meet this guy. So I meet with him, and he's like, Man, you know, I'm having this I'm, I'm having this advertising meeting in my business, and I have all these former high paid Nike executives, and the first thing on the on the agenda on the meeting is this guerrilla marketing campaign that this mayor's doing, and I'm thinking to myself. Why do I have all these high-paid executives from Nike? I should hire this guy, yeah, you know? This guy. So we, we met. It was really funny. And, uh, you know, he, you know, we sort of talked about that story. And he was a super, super nice guy. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, but, but that was, it was that. It was, you know, obviously the how can I help. I tweeted 800. But people don't understand. Again, going back to the, they see the glory, but they don't know the real story. The tweet of how can I help got 3 million impressions. Wow. After that tweet, 
I tweeted 800 more times individually in the month of December. That got 30 million impressions. So why is that important? Because it's the grind. You know, people see the one tweet that hits and they're like, oh my God, he went viral. Look, his social media blew up. Yeah, but I backed it up with hard work. Right, yeah. two, two, right. You've interviewed here, I've seen Conor McGregor, I saw my boy Dave Porno, I see everybody, right? What have you learned as an interviewer, different than, than me, right? What have, what have you been sitting Well, first of all, I think you're a great interviewer. Me? Oh. Yeah, you are, you are, because you, you have the right mix between asking questions and kind of injecting your own personal thought and philosophy, and then letting the person speak and, and sort of, I sometimes, I think I'm sometimes a little bit too much in the question, without getting a little bit more of my own you know why? There. You know why that is? I'm gonna tell, yeah, you why. tell me, tell me. Because you you want to be respectful. Yeah. And you don't want to stop. Ah, it's, right? it's a fine line. A, and you learn it's a fine but, line. But it's a fine you're line. also real good because, see, what happens okay, is... Okay, you like it. You like what, how I do it? Of, of course I do because you have your your your, your chill, yeah. but you get to the point too, and you've it's like with the reps. You're a couple... You're like probably 15 away from, okay, now I'm going to... When the guy's going a little too there, I'm going to go talo. I'm going to bring him back here because I want to inject this. I want to say, hey, I'm a Bulls fan, but without going this way, it's you'll, you'll learn it, dude, and you have it. Like, you have that thing, you know? So it's probably that. Then. So what have I learned the most? I've, I've learned, frankly, probably my biggest takeaway is everybody's a human being. We look at these guys, we idolize them, we put up their jerseys, we get their signatures, you know what I mean? We see them on social media or on television, and we think, oh, my God. And then you meet them in person. Most of them, super successful people, super nice, right. very humble, much more so than you would think or than even their public persona. And definitely mission-driven, right? It's not always about making money. A lot of them are always about doing something else that helps other people. So those are my biggest takeaways from meeting all these people. It's, it, you know, it's, it's probably a lot different than what people would think. Dude, I love that, man. Last thing, I can't thank you enough for, for oh, doing this, man, for, for, awesome. for taking Exciting. the time and doing stuff. Anything I can help you, you see, man, there, there we go, there we go. Let me, anything I can help you with, bro. Give me one question for me, anything that comes yeah, up, my, anything. My, my question would just be, um, you know, uh, my son obviously is very important to me. I love him to death and I want him to be happy and healthy. What do you think is, so So he is kind of gravitating a little bit more. You kind of alluded to this, to the, um, the tech, the, you know, sort of the technical and the uh, videos. But he, you know, plays soccer. Some level plays basketball. Hasn't really yet gotten into baseball. Um, you know, what do you think is, is the right age where they start developing him in sports? It's he's like, eight right now. He's eight, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I would do is I would continue to keep doing exactly what you're doing. Okay. Be Give him options. Keep giving him options. Mistake parents make is, oh, I'm gonna buy an expensive bat. That's gonna get him to do it. You don't need to do that. Right. You just need to be involved and be the positive guy. Let the coach, yeah. let the umpire, let the referee be do that negative thing. person. You're always positive person. I like that. When I, 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 deal, when I deal with people, right, and, and this is one of my most viral videos, is I created a three-step system to work with everybody and everything I do, right? Number one, I set the tone, so my discipline. I am the, and, I, and I ask, why is the most disciplined guy do the kids love me the most? So I'm not going to let you get away with nothing. You're going to walk in here. You're going to say hi to him. You do love that. So working with kids. Look at him in the eye. Look yeah. at her. You're going to look at everybody. You're going to be respectful to everybody. I'm going to set the tone. I'm not going to let you get away with anything. You're going to run everywhere. You're not going to walk. You're going to run everywhere. But on top of that, I have, I'm obsessed with positive reinforcement. I'm going to reward you for everything. I'm the same way. Oh, you painted your hair. 
bro, your yeah. hair looks strong today, dude. Yeah. I love it, bro. Yeah, yeah, hey, the UM thing, that was perfect. The yeah. Adidas, yeah. bro, that's awesome, yeah, dude. I'm the same way. But I'm not going to do it like in a silly, corny way. I'm going to do it yeah, that, that I feel it in a genuine, genuine way. way. You know You're what I'm saying? You're going to pick the things that you genuinely exactly, feel like Exactly, man. You know, like with Soledad. Soledad, you've been on top of it, man. You got yeah. with everything. You know, with this, bro, you came out. That like you feed off that energy. Yeah, Moses is the Moses, no, I'm I'm just just you know what I'm saying? You, but stuff like that. And then the third thing, once I have you hooked there, comes the player development, comes the kid development, right? Caesar Milan, the, the dog whisperer, yeah. said it the best, man. The mistake we make as parents and as people is we go right for affection. Affection, affection. Yeah, so we don't make them earn it. Yeah. We don't make because you feel bad for them. Yeah. Right? Go on your papo, I've been out all night, I'm gonna get. But what they want no. is you. So you, what you come in is you you stick with the chores. Chores are yeah. super important. I don't care how wealthy you are. I deal with the wealthiest people on the planet, do like big time wealth. And I tell them, listen to me. I'm gonna take over the kids' uh, daily thing when they get home from school. What they do, how they do it. I don't want seven nannies in the room. I don't want this. I used to have look. When I was in Beverly Hills, I used to have very very famous people, and then they came to me to work with their kids because they found out that I had yeah. this potential. This. I go, listen, here are my rules. Once, every two weeks, you got to come and sit there and watch me throw balls to that kid in a cage. I don't care if you're present. I don't care if you're asleep or whatever. I don't care. If you're not doing a movie or you're not on some tour, I want you here because I want that kid to see you, man. There's something about, and that's what we all miss in sports, right? We all miss in sports. Not, if you, if I tell you, give me your best basketball memory, you're like, yeah, maybe a shot. But it's all locker room. It's all getting pizza after. It's all that, that hope of what's coming. Just like what you've built here with this team, right? This team here, they're all here because they support you. If they did it, she wouldn't be as intense as she is about you being you winning, right? That, to me, is what I would do. I would come up, the number one thing, you have to have communications with your wife. And tell her, babe, tonight, till we get home tonight, babe, I love you. I'm so proud of what you've been doing with our kids. I don't think I don't bring it up a lot, right? I'm good at that because I'm a positive. I'm like, that's me. So you tell yeah. her again. It's I, very, very natural for me. So then you go, so with you, this is what I want. I want the video games. You could play them, but let's do this. And then we could do this, and let's do this. And then we're going to continue to do basketball. And if he likes soccer, we'll do soccer, whatever. And just watch. And if he stays after in any of the three sports to do a little more, a little more, you go, hey, bro, you, you, you want to work with me? Oh, you want me to get you somebody? You want to do this? Yeah. Want to do this? Hey, you want to do this? You said, because we used to... You're driven by his likes. By his likes, not by you, man. Because if that were the case, then we'd get together and be like, Francis, what do we need more of here in Miami? Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring them all to you. I'll just produce all of them to you. There's number one, and I got 20 more coming. Don't work that way, right? And then the last thing is people, parents always get, and I, I love this analogy that I created, they always get let down when their kids deal with adversity or when their kids get shut down, right? And I tell them, listen, because a, a lot of parents would tell me, no, coach, but if he doesn't play in a tournament, uh, if he's not number one starting, he's going to get discouraged. He's not going to play anymore. Oh, let me tell you something. And I told this to, let's say I'm talking to a dad, right? Oh, let me tell you something. The first person you ever dated, did you marry her? I didn't. I don't know if you did anybody else, right? Did you give up? Did you go, oh, I'm giving up on women? That's it. I'm discouraged. You keep going. And we as human beings, it keeps going. If you make that a learning process, like your dad grabbed you and said, Socio, look, we're going to do it this way. Not bury you, punish you, put you away. That's the thing, dude. So that's it, man. I'm so proud of you, bro. Keep it going. Thank you for coming. Just wrapped up. Mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. We crushed it. Corey, you crushed it. It's your coach on a beautiful Monday. 
Not too bad here in Miami. Tropical. We're out here making moves. It's your coach. See you on the next one. If you haven't yet, Corey, tell them to like, subscribe. Say it. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe to the most positive person on the internet right now. It's your coach. We're out of here. See you on the next one. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 